0: Hey there. I'm Christina and welcome to my podcast. Nuance Beauty is intended to be a spot where I'll capture some varied thoughts and challenge us to hold to our opinions loosely so that we can see the beauty in others and in ourselves. I want us to dive deeper into those everyday topics or those sticky topics and thoughts that we might shy away from or bulldoze over others with our opinions? Because I think if we all thought exactly the same, there would be no need for anyone else. So let's get nuanced. Welcome back. I've got a couple weeks more of digging into self-awareness planned for us. So in today's episode... I'd like us to focus on the question, what do you value? You see, noticing the things we value most and the things we value least can help us see why it's so easy or so hard to be around another person. There are many ways we could go about identifying our values, like considering how we were raised, But for today, let's focus in on how we spend our money and how we spend our time. I think that by taking a look at our bank accounts or our budgets, and taking a look at our calendars or our schedules, uh, we'll paint a decent picture of what we value right now. We have so many options on how we spend our money. And I think it's pretty safe to say that we probably spend money almost every single day. So what are you spending your money on? And what does it say about you? I think as we get more dependent on credit and debit cards, we have this disconnect with how we're spending in those day-to-day transactions. But we could be spending on coffee, fast food, restaurants, and dining out. We've got groceries, movies, sports and clothes, books and toys, uh, possibly Amazon and other online shopping habits. We've got beauty products and perfume, and the list could really go on and on here. Then we have those occasional larger purchases as well, like buying a new home or buying a car or truck or motorcycle perhaps. There's also the possibility of buying a boat or an RV. And then there's the vacations, weddings, and colleges. Then we could also consider how we save and donate our money. Do you have a kids' college fund going right now? Are you saving for retirement? Are you tithing to a church or giving to a nonprofit organization on a regular basis? Examining these small purchases and these large purchases will help us dig into our values. One example could be if you're a frequent coffee shop person, you might really value that caffeine or you might be meeting up with a friend on a regular basis. And so it is pointing to this value that you have in friendship and sharing stories over a cup of coffee. I have another friend who really enjoys going to the movies. Uh, They probably go once a month, and that's an area that we don't spend very much money on. Then for those larger purchases, the type of car or the type of truck or a motorcycle will paint a picture for the type of character and potentially risk taker you are. One story I'd like to share is a way that spending money has changed at our house. I used to think buying organic food was a waste of money and I might even go so far as to judge a person as trying to look wealthy or obtain some sort of status symbol by shopping at Whole Foods. It's unfortunate that this attitude is so prevalent. I know I'm not the only one who has had these thoughts. There's that joke that goes something like, oh, you shop at Whole Foods? You mean you spend your whole paycheck there? But there's another perspective to consider. Instead of asking the question, why are organic foods so expensive? We could stop and ask, why are processed foods so cheap? Asking that question will take you down a path of learning about the food industry, lobbying, uh, government subsidy crops, and the history of making massive monocrops to send off to food processing plants. The foods taste quite good, but they tend to offer less nutritional benefits when it comes to vitamins and mineral content that our bodies need to work well. And while it seems cheap to the consumer, the markup between producing these box goods and the price tags on the shelf are actually pretty substantial, creating a decent profit yield for the companies producing them. Let me digress here and get back to my point at hand. We will spend our money on what we value. I have read several books on food and functional medicine, and we've implemented several changes to our eating habits at our house, and we've had noticeable improvements to our health. So we now spend more money on our groceries every month. We view this expense as worth the money. Another thought to consider is, how much do you spend on your makeup? Now, for the guys listening in, you might wisely hesitate to ask your significant other this question. This isn't meant to be a dig at one person but really making an observation of our American culture's pursuit of beauty. My mom has sold makeup for over two decades. She started by selling Avon part-time, then she moved into selling Clinique at Dillard's, and finally she moved over to Nordstrom's. She just celebrated 15 years of work at Nordstrom's. All within makeup counters, and she is a counter manager at their flagship store in Seattle. Makeup is an expensive industry. Many of the makeup counters have goals to surpass a million dollars in sales annually. And I'm talking about a single beauty counter, not the entire department. We could buy a house or two, or four, depending on where you live in the country with that sort of money. Now, I'm not condemning makeup wearing or telling anyone to cut back. In fact, you should be changing out your mascara every three months to avoid an eye infection. Makeup... And similar expenses, like hair and nail salons and waxing studios, can paint a picture about our tastes and personality, and ultimately hint at how much value we place in maintaining our appearance. We all want to be seen and liked. And beauty is one aspect of holding someone's attention. Let's move forward and consider how we spend our time. There are 168 hours in a week. If you get eight hours of sleep a night and do a typical work week, that leaves us with 72 hours of time. Now, let's account for about two hours a day in preparing meals and eating, and let's account for another two hours a day in housework, Side note, I think two hours a day of housework may sound excessive, but if you really think about all we have to do around the house, the time adds up. We've got dishes, laundry, cleaning the floors, then don't forget about the bathrooms, and possibly yard work. So, now that we've accounted for sleeping, working, eating, and cleaning, we are left with 44 hours a week to decide what we'd like to do. So how do you spend your 44 hours? Do you live and breathe by a daily schedule? Is there space on your calendar for impromptu events to come up? Or do you have time to relax? When I look at our schedule I'd notice that we value fitness and music. For music, we've got our eldest son taking piano lessons every week. Now it's only 30 minutes a session, but that's a lot of focus for a five-year-old. Music is a passion that runs through both of our families and we see his strong analytical mind really picking it up easily. And we want to foster that growth and the love of music that we have. And when it comes to fitness, I used to spend a lot of time at a CrossFit gym. Then I spent a lot of time at yoga studios. And today I'm checking in most of my fitness hours at a local YMCA. Before we had our children, my husband and I were both pretty focused on doing CrossFit. And while we didn't make it in to all six days a week, and we never fit the mold of the ideal physique, we averaged three to four classes a week. Uh, I remember chatting with someone who had this reaction of, ugh, another crazy CrossFitter always talking about CrossFit. But as we consider what we value and how we spend our time on our values, we were heading in to a community-style workout with the same friends about four days a week, which is four hours of our 44 hours. Imagine yourself back in high school on a sports team and remember how close you got to those friends who were on the team with you. Think about how much time you spent working on your skills side-by-side with them and preparing for meets. Uh, The time really added up, and I think this analogy ties in nicely to why you might meet someone and quickly learn if they're a CrossFitter. It is a large time commitment, and it's clearly an activity that someone values doing to commit that sort of time to it. Now, I don't think we can wrap up talking about how we spend our time without asking the question that you've probably already thought through and heard asked before. How much time does your phone say you spend on it a day? If someone hasn't already shared with you, your phone likely has a phone usage tracker somewhere in the settings. You can find a thorough summary of the hours spent every day with the phone screen lit up. And then there's a breakdown of time spent within each app or category. I'm sometimes amazed by how much time I'm spending on my phone, but I also realize that a lot of my hours are done with multitasking throughout the day. I use my phone to listen to podcasts and read books and to get driving directions, and I send and receive Marco videos with close friends. I value the connections and the knowledge here and I don't have a negative connotation tied to this phone time. All these hours are clocked, and I consider it time well spent. I think that our phones can be a great tool of connection, and they can practically help us go about our day-to-day tasks. Maybe some of these thoughts on how I've spent my time and we've spent our money may resonate with you as you consider what you value. You see, I think it's easy for us to slip into this headspace of, I'll never measure up to that other person, or slip into this headspace of cynically dismissing someone else because they are just too different from us. And I think this insecurity or this disconnection is heavily influenced by not having the same values as the person you're chatting with. Try and catch yourself the next time you are in this very situation and see if you can reframe your thoughts to simply note that the person in front of you must value that one thing differently than how you value it. We all have a limited amount of time and money, and we all have to make these decisions on how we will spend it. We don't often align perfectly with others, and sometimes we may value the exact opposite things, and that's okay. Embrace the nuanced beauty in how your values differ. The book I'd like to recommend today is called The Making of Us Who We Can Become When Life Doesn't Go As Planned by Sheridan Boise. Or maybe it's pronounced Voise. Uh, his last name is V O Y S E Y. I think this book ties in nicely with this episode on values, or perhaps his message somewhat runs in parallel to our values as the author is exploring what is his purpose. I'd also add that our values or our purpose can change with time, and they change when things don't go according to our plans, right? Uh, The author is going on a pilgrimage with a friend, and he's retelling the major events of his life, That have led him up to today. He is a Christian and he's doing some wrestling with God along the way that I really appreciate. I think that being a Christian does not provide us an easier life. Now, there are times when I feel like life seems more manageable, specifically because I am seeing the events through a lens of faith but we definitely are not guaranteed that things are going to go according to our plans. And that's a real challenge for anyone to wrestle with. I read this book uh, in the first year of my son's life, and I have shared earlier that that was a transition time for us, both with welcoming our son and with me wrestling with what life looks like for being a parent, and having a career. So I will wrap this book up by sharing a quick quote with you all that resonated with me. In one section, the author is chatting with his friend as they're walking, and it says, you always tell people what you used to be. Because I don't know who I am now, I realize. For years, I had my life figured out with a settled career and a clear sense of purpose. Now I have neither, and I feel directionless. This quote comes from a snapshot that I still have in my phone, and I'm guessing it resonated with this very topic of what is my purpose and what do I value when it comes to family and careers and success? So if this book seems like one that you are interested on learning more about his life and how he wrestled, go check it out. I'd like to take a moment here at the end to thank you for your listening. I know that there are plenty of podcasts out there that you could tune into, and I am honored to have you paying attention to mine. So if you are loving what you're hearing, I would love a rating and comment or review and share it with a friend. And if you're not loving what you're hearing, please shoot me an email. It's nuancebeauty at yahoo.com. In all seriousness, I would love your feedback and I appreciate you spending your time with me today. Take care until next time.